today's Leading Women episode 348 with the wonderful Patty Rolson. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Patty Rolson. Patty Rolson is the founder and president of PR Consulting, a boutique marketing firm located in Bellingham, Washington. She uses her strengths in communication, copywriting, social media management, and branding to help her clients keep moving forward. Patty is a contributing writer for Bellingham Business Journal, where she writes a popular column about marketing tips, tricks, and best practices. She loves educating and informing others, and she personally has a never-stop-learning philosophy. You can learn more about her at www.pattyrolson.com. So women of the world, Miss Patty Rolson, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Marie. And I'd like to start off by saying, you know, thank you for choosing to include me in today's Leading Women. It's quite an honor, and I'm totally excited to be here today. Yes, we are delighted to have you. And yes, you are really one of the leading today's leading women that we look uh, look up to. And we are delighted to have you share your story and your journey in our show today. So thank you. And I really love what you're doing with your business. You know, you are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you. And I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them. But these are just general questions I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind the niche? Yes. Uh, my company is actually located in Bellingham, Washington, which is a really quaint college town that's um, sandwiched right between Vancouver, BC, and Seattle. There's about 80,000 people here in our community, and there are a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners around here. And we found that many of them needed help with their marketing. So PR Consulting has been set up here as a resource to the ones that don't have their own marketing folks on staff. So today, we help those entrepreneurs and small business owners with social media management and corporate branding copywriting and public relations. And we work with clients in a variety of different industries like healthcare and construction, retail, food service, and pet care. So when they need help with any marketing type practices or, or um, introducing new tools or they just need to outs outsource things because they don't have the time, then they call us and we handle it for them. And 
because of the diversity of the industries we work with, I find it's really interesting. Um, my days are never the same, and I, you know, I'm learning about new practices and new other other local businesses. I get to learn and see inside of them every day, and so that makes my job pretty exciting. It's never boring. Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and uh, you know how you were able to feel a need for small, small, helping small business owners in your local community for yeah. all their marketing and PR needs and, and providing the services available to them. Great niche that you have carved out there. But what continues to inspire you on a daily basis doing this? Right, well, what kind of inspired me to start the business was that... Um, and. I started this business in 2009, and in 2008, I was working for another um, another firm in town here doing marketing-type work, and at that job, I was out in the community networking and, you know, talking with a lot of other local business folks, and they would often tell me or say things, you know, like they they didn't understand how to market their own business or they didn't have the time really to research the new marketing tools. Or I would also hear people say that, you know, they just kept running the same ad again and again because they didn't know what else to try. And so listening, that that part always, you know, bothered me because I felt like they were, you know, throwing away money that could be reallocated into marketing tools that worked. So listening to their feedback at that time made me really want to help. And I'm kind of a people pleaser by nature, so I look to help people whenever I can. So that's when I decided to work towards opening my own marketing business back then so that I could serve multiple companies instead of just working for one. And so then within a year, I had launched PR Consulting in 2009 to kind of fill that local niche here and to be able to help more businesses than just the one that I was working for at the time. Wow, what inspiring vision that one is. I mean, uh, you saw this need, you want to help, you want to provide this marketing tools and services to them so that they can get their word out there, they can spread their message, they can spread their business far and wide. And I love that you carve out this niche in your local community to smell, to, I mean, just to help the small business owners. Um, because this is one area that I'm sure a lot of, this is like the lifeblood blood of our business, right. uh, the marketing part of it. So great that you have this one out there. Right. Thanks. And I will say, you know, that people thought I was nuts for starting my own business in 2009. It was during, you know, the big part of our economic downturn and they, you know, was leaving the safety of a, a regular job to start my own business. But in the end, it ended up working out very well because there were a lot of companies that had in the past, they hadn't had to do a lot of marketing, especially those in the construction industry where business before the recession, they were turning customers away. And then during the recession, you know, they had to work a lot harder to get a portion of the market share. So starting my business during the economic downturn, it was, you know, it was a leap of faith at the time, but in the end, it actually worked out well. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, during that recession, I'm sure there were a lot of business affected, but we always come out uh, if, we if we persist and uh, keep moving forward. Great yep. lesson there. Now, I'd love for you to talk about how you prepared for success, uh, turn this idea, turn this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? 
Yeah, you bet. That's another good question, Marie. Um, I, I truly actually believe that my business has been built on that power of positive networking and on being friendly, trustworthy, and reliable and having a re reputation for that in the community. And first off, with being friendly, you know, just the simple act of smiling at people and greeting people and, um, and being nice to people can really open doors when you're out in the community or attending networking events or interacting with people on social media sites, I think it's, it's very important to be friendly, warm, and approachable to everyone. I often give an example, you know, it's, it, you just be nice to everyone wherever you go, you know, whether it's the barista who's making your coffee in the morning or the front desk receptionist or a business owner or a higher level CEO, because in the end, you just never know when or where you're going to meet someone who's going to have a positive impact on your business. And I, I love that about, about being in this business and then being out and networking for my business is never knowing quite where or when you're going to meet people. And one a kind of fun story or example I can share with you about that is that I actually met two of my clients on a bus trip to a Seattle Seahawks game one year. We, uh, um, I had sat next to these two gentlemen on the bus, and we had kind of made a connection and were talking, and we ended up connecting on LinkedIn after the Seahawks game bus trip. And then a year later, when I launched my own business, they both ended up picking up the phone and hiring me. And I, I just thought that was a really good example. I, I went to that game. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't even a football fan. <laughs> I was just going on the trip to spend some time with my husband. And I wasn't going looking for customers because I was working for another firm at the time. And in the end, I ended up meeting just great people who became great clients. And again, you just never know when or where. And that's the fun part of, of networking and meeting people and building my business. And sometimes it takes them a little, sometimes they don't need your services when you first meet them, but it may be a year or a year and a half down the road when they pick up the phone and make the call. Yes, so. it really pays to be nice uh, no matter what, <laughs> where, no matter who, no matter what, because you never know. I love those qualities that you just shared with us. Positive networking, being friendly, being nice, being approachable. These are so foundational that we all should be cultivating and adapting in our lives. I love the story that you have just shared with, with us during that buster because you never know who are you going to be meeting, who are you going to be networking with. You never know if this is going to have impact in your business. And I love your approach on that, on that uh, area. So great traits there. So let's all cultivate and adapt these traits or qualities that uh, Patty just shared with us. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success and uh, what were you, you talk about success, uh, the top three personal traits, but I'd love for you to talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur, because as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being and to get through those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Right. For, for me, the biggest challenge that pops to mind is managing or maintaining the work-life balance. That's just, it's an ongoing challenge for me. And in the industry that I'm in, it takes a lot of time to keep up with all the changes going on in the marketing world, especially when it comes to social media marketing. 
sites like Facebook make changes all the time that really have an impact on using them as a marketing tool. And our customers are counting on us to keep up with those changes so that they don't have to. So for me, watching webinars and reading blog articles has actually replaced, you know, fun hobbies and things that I should be doing for a life balance um, instead of, you know, reading and writing for fun. I'm, I'm, I do a lot of reading and writing for business and it's not great and it's a challenge and it's definitely an area that I'm still working on, but, um, but keeping up on all these things is what helps me to maintain more of a competitive edge in this business. So my, the biggest challenge is maintaining that work-life balance and it is a work in progress. <laughs> yes. And we, it's, um, You know, it's nice that you mentioned that one because that is a segue to our next topic, which is work-life balance. You know, this is an area that I'm sure a lot of us struggle with because I struggle with it on a daily basis. But there are certain ways to to achieve as because I don't believe in perfect balance. I always, I always really say that work-life balance is a myth, especially for us entrepreneurs, right. because we are so driven with and passionate about what we're doing that it's no longer work for us. But I'd love for you to share with us. I know you have a very challenging um, business. Your niche is a challenging one. It's a tough one. But I'm, I'd love for you to, to share our listeners, how do you deal with this work-life balance? I know it's not, it's, there is no such thing as perfect balance. But if somebody asks you, how do you maintain this work-life balance despite your schedule, despite your business, you're building a business, what would you tell them? Yeah. So as, as I kind of mentioned, it's, it's personally an area of challenge and something that I'm working on. Uh, it's the challenge, especially comes with all of the technology that we have available and our jobs are no longer nine to five and we can be on all the time if we're not careful. So setting aside or creating some kind of balance that works for you and your family is important. Um, my first tip would be to consider changing your mindset from needing to be on all the time to needing to have time away from your work world. And this was a change that I probably didn't make until, you know, about a year ago, because when you are building a business, you, you feel like you kind of create intense needs and that probably an urgency that probably is not necessary. So um, just really changing your mindset to, I don't need to be on all the time. I don't need to be responding to that at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night or at 9 a.m. on a Sunday. So giving yourself some time away from the work world. One um, easy tip for how to do that is that I've found is to scale back or to turn off the number of app notifications that you get on your phone or by email. And an example of this is that if you're already logging into Facebook two or three times a day, you really don't need to also receive an email notification or a flashing blinking light on your phone whenever someone posts to your wall. You will actually see those notifications when you log on to Facebook. Same with Twitter or LinkedIn. And so turning off any kind of redundant notifications um, actually will free up a lot of space in your head and it feels quite liberating. Um, my next tip would be to set aside times when you can completely turn off your work world. Um, in, in my case, my head is always spinning with ideas for our clients. And, you know, that comes when I'm in the shower or cooking dinner or even driving my car. I find um, that I really need time to totally relax and unplug and 
clear business thoughts from my head. So about six months ago, my husband and I started attending yoga classes together each week. We do two a week, and this activity has been great for um, for the work-life balance part because I get to spend time with my husband, and I get to have time offline completely when I'm in yoga class. And I, I do kind of um, joke on Twitter that I'd like to live tweet a yoga class, but I know that's not okay, so... So I do leave my my all uh, my phone and and all apps off when I'm in that class. So the um, the the last tip um, that I would have is when you're working to improve your work life balance is to learn to say no, and that is particularly hard I think for entrepreneurs because and for people like me with a people pleaser nature like we want to help everybody we can but um, and. I think that learning that when you can learn, when you build up your business enough that you don't have to take everybody and that you understand that not everybody is the right client for you, um, knowing when to say no is a really good thing. And it will save you time and space in your brain that you can use for other things and for other customers that will be a better fit for you down the road. Wow, you seem to have nailed down this work-life balance with all of the tips that you've just shared with us. It's, I'm doing my best and I'm learning, right? I learn every day. <laughs> yes, well, this is a lot of tips that we can all uh, uh, learn from, uh, from Patty. I mean, changing your mindset from starting with that one, changing your mindset that you don't need to be on all the time. You don't need to answer the email right away. You don't need to answer the phone call right away. I mean, there are only a few emergencies in life, as they said. So you have to be okay with that responding to every email or a phone call right away. I love that. And then, of course, to turn off redundant notifications all in all our devices because we have them in our computer, in our iPad, in our iPhones, in our phones. So it's really important to get rid of those uh, redundant notifications that you don't have to be disturbed or be be out of focus when that when that comes. And then also to set aside time when you can completely unplug. And one way of doing that, just like Patty shared with us, is to go for yoga classes where you can completely uh, unplug meditation, for example. Yoga is a really good one. I, I love yoga. It relaxes me, not only my body, but my mind as well. And the big thing is to learning to say no to set boundaries. Um, oh my God, this is a big thing, especially for us women entrepreneurs. It's really hard to say no to, yeah. to everything. So it's really important to be able to set boundaries. So great tips there that we can all uh, learn from. So thank you for sharing those. Now let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success, flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Yeah, so there have actually been personal and some financial goals along the way, but I I actually have to say that that my most absolute best days are when I receive, you know, kind words from a client or a thank you note in the mail or when somebody 
you know, emails or message me on a, on a social site to say that they had read an article I had written and they got something out of it. And for me, that success is measured more by providing a service and feeling like I'm being helpful. Like that means a lot to me. And that's one of the reasons that I really love what I do is because I get to help a lot of different people, whether they're my clients or not. You know, I write the a monthly marketing column for the Bellingham Business Journal, and that goes to a bunch of people that I don't even know who all's reading it, but people often say, hey, I saw your article there and I really liked it. And so, and, you know, just interacting with people on social sites and you can share advice and tips, whether they're your customers or not. And to me, that's successful, feeling like I've helped people. It's more, it's more the focus than any financial goals along the way. Yes, I love your perspective on success. I mean, it's all about knowing that what you're putting out there is impacting other people's lives, knowing that you are helping somebody, you are helping someone out there and making a difference in their lives or in their business. I truly believe that that's the true essence of success as well. Now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success, or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs, knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Okay, so my top three tips for women wanting to take the leap into entrepreneurship would be, um, number one, or first and foremost, would be network in the community and work to build your personal brand and reputation in the market that you want to serve before you launch your business. You're going to need to leverage your personal brand and tap into existing networking relationships as you get the ball rolling. So it looks better and you'll be better positioned if you can get out there and let people know about you and what your personal skills are and work to build your personal brand before you start knocking on other people's doors trying to get them to use your services at your new business. The second tip would be to really set your company up as a real business, not a hobby. Um, Make sure that you have the proper licensing and permits and insurance. And hire a bookkeeper to take care of taxes if if you're not that type where you like to do the bookkeeping. Um, Another tip is to rent a P.O. box so that you have somewhat of a business address without having to use your home address for business purposes. Then the third tip would definitely be to just never stop learning. And this is like my mantra. I just... I keep thinking, never stop learning, keep evolving, keep growing, because in this industry, if you stop learning, you're done. Um, You become irrelevant, and you have to work to keep up with industry trends and new tools that are coming out and keep up to date with what the current best practices are. So, you know, read free industry blogs or watch free webinars online. Um, Go to conferences if you can, or take classes at local community colleges to continue working on your skills. And um, if presentations and public speaking are 
are challenges for you, join a Toastmasters group and work to polish up your public speaking and presentation skills. Basically, keep evolving so that you can meet the needs of your clients, not only today, but in the future years to come. Wow, lots of golden nuggets in what you've shared. I mean, lots to take action on today. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to network in your community and build your brand or your reputation even before launching your business because then you have a platform when you launch your business. Great takeaway there. And the second one is to set your company as a real business, not a hobby, because when you treat it that way, you really are serious about it. You will... You will uh, set aside time, you will put the energy, you will put the drive, the motivation, the inspiration to build this business if you treat it as a real business. And the third one is to never stop learning. I can't stress this enough. Just what Patrick said, keep evolving, keep growing, because when you stop learning, when you stop, gro- and you stop growing, you stop progressing. And what good is that? So great tips there, great advice that, that we can all take action on today. So I'll make sure to have this on our show notes as well. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Yep. So there's um, two books that I actually recommend. Um, The first one would be uh, Work the Pond by Darcy Rezac. And this one was one of my favorite business books that I read when I first started. It was a fast and easy read. And it was a very kind of quirky little book that told a tale that um, moved along nicely, but it basically taught me the value of practicing positive networking. And if you don't understand or don't yet know about, you know, the impacts of positive networking, I highly recommend reading this book by Darcy Rezac. Um, It was a a game changer for me when I read it. Um, The other one is The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. And this one specifically talks to the power of giving instead of receiving and, and in the business world, how, how we can do that and gives examples of, of, you know, being a go-giver instead of a go-getter. And I really like what Bob has to say in this book. And um, I highly recommend both of those. They're, they're, you know, they're quick, easy reads. You'll have them done in probably a night or two. So uh, give them a try. All right, so that's Work the Pond by Darcy Resak and The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. Yes, I love those uh, those resources, books that uh, Patty Rolson just shared with us. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes as well. Last but not least, Patty, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Yep, sounds good. So the People usually choose to work with us or they come to us when they find they don't have the time or the desire to handle marketing tasks. And I I often say that it all comes down to time or desire. And if you have enough time, you can learn how to do anything. And if you have the desire, you can, you know, you can you can learn and, and you'll make time if you have the desire. So people that come to us are usually lacking in one of those areas, either time or desire. And they, when that's the case, they start getting, they start feeling stuck and we help them get things done so they can move forward. And that's a benefit. Um, another benefit is that people appreciate having one go-to person that they can call on for a variety of marketing tasks. So whether they need advice or help with social media 
or copywriting or public relations for their business, they like that they can call me or our company instead of having to call three different providers and delegating those. So by having one go-to person, um, it will save them time, which is you know saving them money. And those are major benefits to the entrepreneurs in our community. So if um, if you for your listeners that want to connect or learn how to get in touch with us, um, I'd love for them to connect with me on PR consulting um, on our social media sites or to check out our website. We're on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, and Google+. And all of those sites are on our website at pattyrolson.com. That's P-A-T-T-I-R-O-W-L-S-O-N.com. All right, so that's pattyrolson.com, P-A-T-T-I-R-O-W-L-S-O-N.com, pattyrolson.com. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. So for our listeners out there, I highly encourage you to go there now, pattyrolson.com. Check out what they are offering there, their products and services. And if their services resonates with you, I highly encourage you to jump in and at least be on their newsletter so that you can be updated of what she's putting out there. So again, that link is pattyrolson.com. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. And by the way, all of these resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Patty Rolson, or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, the link is pattyrolson.com. Patty, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much again for the opportunity. Um, And I just, you know, I wish you all happiness and success and maybe even some balance in the year ahead. So thanks again for the opportunity, Marie. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one, after you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two, click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, Type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW Fan of the Day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game. Plus Marie's favorite today. 
Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Oh,